0: Hey everybody, this is Rowan Two Sisters with preggers Can Be Choosers and this is your afterbirth postpartum support group and today we have Mama D with us who just had her baby and then our girl Tiff who just had a big move. So we'll talk about those things first and then if we need another topic we can, um, a couple of ones I had was um, grief, postpartum depression, and then also buyer's remorse so oh and domestic violence so those are some other topics i have but we might not have enough time once we discuss thoroughly mamadi's birth and then also tiff's move so let's pace ourselves everybody grab your water and here we go all right unmute yourselves and introduce as you want
1: hi it's tiff um right now i am on summer vacation down the jersey shore um so we've already been here for a week and two days, and we leave on Saturday. So we still have a couple more days. Um, the past few days have been rainy, so we've been cooped up inside, and we were about to lose our minds. But I have on my bathing suit, and we're going to the beach as soon as we hang out with this call. <laughs> um, The kids are doing great being down here because they get a lot of outside time and they're meeting new friends and they're playing in the water. So right now there's not really any issues with grieving our kitty cat or grieving the loss of our friends from moving. So right now everything's honky dory. Um, And I'm enjoying myself down the beach and we're all getting some relaxation time and family time and being well fed and hydrated. So right now things are great for the Johnson family.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Mama D, why don't you catch us up about you and just go straight into your birth story, please.
2: Hey guys, I'm Mama D. I am mother of three now. Um, Yes we just had our third baby three weeks ago I guess yeah this is the fourth week or it'll be four on Saturday so um, it's been a crazy roller coaster ride this postpartum healing has been a lot harder on me Um, but I'm doing like each week is like better and better so I'm riding it uphill but uh, yeah so my birth story oh my gosh just so crazy because he was my longest birth but my easiest birth um and i say he was my longest because he was it was like 15 hours i guess in total from when it started when i started to feel my contractions to when he was born um my my first was 12 hours um and then with 30 minutes of pushing and then my second was 4 hours <laughs> with just like two pushes um so things so okay I'll take you back to Friday because he was born Saturday so Friday I started to have a little bit so okay now let me take you back a little more so Wednesday I went in to see my midwife I was 40 weeks already and I told her I wanted her to check me because I was like I've been having labor off and on for drama labor, and I just want to know like where my body is at because this is kind of driving me nuts. And I felt like, you know, if I had numbers, I could feel better about things. Of course, I didn't feel better about things, um, and it totally threw me off because I was like not even one centimeter dilated. <laughs> and I was really pissed off about it, but that's okay. Um, it's all a learning experience and. Uh, Patty, my midwife, I mean, she was really great. Like, we really, like, talked about emotionally, mentally, like, how I was doing and my expectations versus the reality of things. Um, Because I was constantly, like, comparing my birth and my, the way my labor was, the way my body was to my other, my previous babies, which just, you you just can't do, you know? Um, And even as a doula, I know that, but I still was doing it. Um, So anyway, she, she told me that, okay, you know, you're one centimeter. If that, and uh, he's not in the best position, but there's plenty of room down there for him to move. He was in op, so. But she was like, you know, you're like, thirty to forty percent efface, so things are really things are getting there, but you're just not there yet. So I was like, okay, here we go. I'm gonna start doing the mile circuit, um, get this baby to try to rotate, and so yeah, I did the mile circuit like every day. Um, so it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I had a little bit of like bloody discharge, like very, very small, like maybe pinkish. And I was like, oh my God, it's probably my mucus blood coming. <laughs> but it never like, it never came because like with my first baby, my mucus blood like came out while I was in labor and it was a lot. My second baby, I don't even remember it because I was probably in labor and it came out during that time. Friday, I was like, oh my God, Patty, I think it's coming you know, I think this might be the start. She was kind of like, all right, just, just calm down, but that's okay. She's like, just keep in touch with me. So I said, all right, Saturday morning, I woke up at four in the morning and I have contractions and they're pretty strong, but they're coming in every like 12 minutes. And I last time, so see, I'm always comparing to my birth because last time I woke up at 4 a.m., I had my baby at like nine 30. So I went and woke my husband up and I was like, Oh my God, I think today's day. And it was funny cause he was like half asleep of course. And he was like, inshallah, like he said, like God willingly, like, and went back to sleep. I was like, no, 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 you need to get up because we have a birth pool to set up and all this stuff. And if this baby comes out as fast as the last one did, we're not gonna have enough time. So like get on it now. And so I woke him up, he got up and started, you know, filling the, or pumping up the, the birthing pool. And we got the the liner out that I had bought. And of course, I didn't read when I bought it, but I bought like a a liner for a mini birth pool. (laughs) So we're like, why isn't this fitting? I don't understand what's going on. And we ended up like cutting it and taping it. I don't know, it worked out. But uh, then we got the hose, you know, and I was like, well, maybe we should just fill it up halfway because I don't know, I don't want it to be warm. And then, you know, who knows by the time you give birth, it's like cold again. So I told everyone in the circle, I told my midwife, I told my doula, hey, I think today's the day, but I've already said that like two other times, right? So I was like, just maybe, I don't know. We'll see, I'll keep in touch. And um, everyone's keeping in touch with me. The contractions are still coming in. They're strong, but they're not, they're not getting closer. Then my girls wake up um, around like 9.30, And Hedda takes him out to go get breakfast, brings us back, you know, bagels. I'm eating and then my trousers are pretty much going away. And at this point, I'm like walking around. I'm like doing squats. I'm like on the ball. I'm like, come on, come on. Like, keep it going. Let's go. I was, I'm watching like pregnant videos, like what Rowan was telling me. And I'm like crying. I'm like trying to feel all the emotions of giving birth. I'm like, it's so beautiful. This is what I want. And um Yeah, they just, they just weren't going anywhere. And so I told Patty and my doula, I was like, you know, they're starting to die out and this sucks. And I feel really bad for getting everyone worked up. And my husband did all, you know, put the pool together and everything. And they both were like, well, you know, just nap, go nap, take this time to rest Um, because you never know, maybe you'll need it and things might pick up later. So I did, I went to bed and I napped for like two hours, which was nice. Um, and my contractions would come in still every like 30 minutes and I would wake up from them and then I'd just go back to sleep. And, and I'm like moaning through these contractions. Like, that's not just like, you know, I can make a PB and J sandwich while I have them. Um, but the day goes on and my husband's starting to get impatient. I'm getting impatient and he's kind of like, maybe we should go outside for a walk. And I kind of wanted to be like maybe you should just go in the living room and leave me alone <laughs> because, because I was feeling really defeated and I was feeling like, you know, I was letting myself down, my body was letting me down. And I started to, I was like, you know what? I need to just get on the birthing ball and do some meditation. And I did and I, I got on the birthing ball and I started like talking to myself and I was like, I trust my baby, I trust my body. You know, everything will happen when it needs to happen. If it's not today, it's okay, right? And I just started like repeating that over and over again. Like, I am patient. I trust my baby. I trust my body. I trust God. Um, And then two o'clock comes by. Patty calls me and she's like, you know, how you doing? And I'm like, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen today. And she's like, well, let me come over and just see how you are. And I was like, no, don't waste your time. That's I just don't, I don't want you to drive out here and waste your time. She was like, no, no, no. I'll go run some errands and then I'll come over. I was like, okay, fine. So four o'clock, she walks in and she walks in with the assistant midwife. And I was like, dang, she brought everybody. All right. I see how it is. Okay. You know, she brings everything in. And I was like, Patty, like, I really don't think this is going to, I mean, I appreciate all the effort, but I don't think it's going to happen. We sit down in the living room. I have a contraction. She's like, you know, it looks like a good contraction. I'm like, yeah, but you know, they're back to like now 15 to 12 minutes apart. And um. She said, well, you know, I can leave you be, or if you want me, I can, I can check you. And I was like, no, I want you to check me because I don't know what's going on and I just want to know. Of course, again, the control freak I am. Um, <clears throat> and she had a really good pep talk with me. She was like, you know, whenever we find out, whether it's good or bad to you, it's always good though for the baby because that's always, we're always moving forward. Every day we're getting closer. You know, your body's working towards this. Like, don't be let down by your expectations again right so it's like okay yes yes I understand so we go into the bedroom and my daughters are all in there because they want to see and I was like no no, no you guys got to get out I just I don't need you guys seeing Patty put her fingers up in me and asking questions about that later <laughs> like I'm not ready for that talk yet I'm just not there yet so they're outside um, Patty texts me and she's like well you want the good news or the good news? And I was like, oh, okay, let's have the good news. She says, you're eight centimeters dilated. I feel a bulging bag and you're like 90% effaced. You're pretty much there. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? I was like, no, I'm not. No, that's just, no. What? And I said, well, do you think I should call my doula? And she's like, well, if you want her to be at the birth then yeah, you should probably call her. I was like, okay. So I call Shelly my doula and she's like 45 minutes away. So she comes and at this point we're now trying to get the the birth pool at its temperature and of course my husband and I didn't, we decided not to buy the adapter for the inside hot water hose. My kitchen like if you've ever seen um, uh, Fantasia where Mickey Mouse is in the kitchen like waving his wand and like or he's in the, you know, and, and they're all like cleaning, and it's like making a big mess with all the magic that's going on in there. Well, that was like my kitchen. We had like four pots on the stove. They were all boiling over. Like my stove was a mess. Um, the hot kettle, the the electric kettle's going. I have the instant pot going. They're all like boiling water. And like my husband and the midwife assistant is like running back and forth between my kitchen and my bedroom, pouring hot water into the pool. And the pool is like freezing at this point. So... <laughs> So Patty's like, yeah, you can get in there labor there if you want, but if it's not up to the temperature, I'm going to have to ask you to get out once you give birth. So I was like, ah, okay. So they're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Shelly arrives 45 minutes later. The girls leave. My in laws pick them up, and we didn't tell anybody I was in labor. So, of course, my in laws were shocked because they were like, what? What's going on? I didn't even tell my folks. And they come to pick the kids up. The pool is finally at the temperature. I'm laboring in there. My contractions are now like six to eight minutes apart. And um, then I had like, I had some pretty big contractions. And I told Head and I said, I think I want you in the pool now because I, I need you at my back. I need you to like put some counter pressure on my back because Shelly, my doula was on the outside and was holding my hands and my arms and rubbing my my, my shoulders and giving me, you know, um, words of encouragement through my contractions. But it was just so weird because this was like my first labor where I was so aware of my surroundings. It was so like, we, we were having conversations in between contractions. I was laughing, I was joking, we were telling stories. Before with the girls, I got into my own space. I was like in my own world. Concentrating in my labor, not really paying attention to anything that was going on around me, unless it was someone talking specifically to me. Hey guys, uh-uh, be nice. And um, and then he gets in the pool and is like squeezing my hips, and of course, as every man does, he like squeezes too hard, <laughs> and I was like, no, back off, back off, it's a little too much. <coughs> literally two contractions later, my third contraction, I was like, Oh my God, he's coming now. This is it. And I, and I was so shocked. Cause I just, I don't know. I, I, they were all the same. My contractions were all eight minutes apart and then he was coming and I was like, holy crap, here we go. And Patty was telling me later, she was like, it was so funny because the look on your face was sh- like, you were so shocked that he was coming and everyone knew he was, but you. I was like, well, I don't know. But um he was coming so fast that I had to like slow down and yeah. Okay, you wanna hold baby brother. He was coming so fast that you know Pani was like, Okay. She was like, Okay, you know, slow down, pant, you know, do your pants. And she put her hand down there. I was on my knees leaning over the tub and um um, hold on a second. Let me kick my toddler out.
0: It's like we need the deeds. Come on, Tiffany. She's killing us.
3: <laughs>
0: we need to know everything. Did you hemorrhage? What's going on? Okay,
2: so I uh. So yeah, I'm on my knees. Patty puts her hands down there. And I was like, no, 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 no. This doesn't, don't, don't touch me. It doesn't feel good. And she said, okay, put your hands down there. Can you feel his head? And then it got surreal because I was like, oh my God, I can feel his head and his hair is like swimming in the water, you know, it's just kind of like moving back and forth. And then I was like, oh my God, he's got so much hair. <laughs> and and Shelly's holding on to my hand outside. And I had wanted... One of the reasons I one of the reasons why I chose to do a water birth this time is because I wanted to try to catch him myself and pull him up to me, and I liked giving birth on all four, like I did with my second. But it was really awkward, like turning around and trying to hold her to my. Ch- it was just like all very awkward, so I didn't like that. And um, <laughs> and. But it, I, I couldn't let go of my hands on the outside. So I told my husband, I said, you need to catch him because I, I can't, I can't let go. I can't put both my hands down. Um, and so his head came out, which of course was like that for the first relief that you feel. And then the rest of him just kind of slipped on out and he was born in Cal and yeah, and so so as he came out and came up, the, the sack broke and headed took him up and it was like as soon as he, because we have a video of it, as soon as he came out of the water, he just opens his eyes and is totally chill and just kind of like in Hadid's hands and just looking up at him. Just like, hi. And I turn around, you know, Patty helps me turn around, I lift my leg over the, the cord and um, and I take him to my chest and of course had starts crying and then i start crying and we're both there and, and and patty was like telling me to rub him to to get him to get some of the fluids out and um i was trying but i guess I wasn't doing that good of a job so she took him a little bit and just rubbed the back of his back and that's when he had his first cry and um It was just all so, like, I just couldn't believe, like, all of a sudden he was, he was here. It went from, he's not coming today. I don't think it's happening, you know? Oh, no, don't come over. Don't waste your time. And then, oh, my God, like, Patty was only there for two hours and he was out. So I, I was really happy that she came because I was thinking, oh, my God, if I told everyone not to come, he would have come out and I would have had nobody there except for my husband and I, which might've been okay, but still. Um, so we, I was laying on my back and on my butt, which didn't feel comfortable. And we needed to get the, well, we didn't need to get the placenta out, but I wanted it out because I knew I would have some more relief. And so I actually couldn't get it out until I stood up. And so when I stood up, it slipped on out, which felt really nice and then um, climbed out of the tub or that birth pool. Just kind of the feet, that thing is so big. Um, I really had to help getting out of the tub or the pool. Got on the bed and um, just enjoyed my little babe. And uh, it's funny because my cat, in the video, you see my cat walk in, in the middle of me pushing in the background. And, um, and then in the pictures after the birth, you see him like in different parts of the room, just kind of hanging out. Like he's like in the bed in the background, he's like on the corner, like cleaning himself. He's just kind of like, Oh, Hey, yeah, there was a birth that happened and I smell new scents. Therefore I must come in here and investigate. And, um, and Oh my gosh, I didn't tear at all which was like my biggest thing because yeah because I because I the first with my first baby I tore I had like a second degree tear and then the the second baby I had like three tears but they were all small but I had three of them and so I was really like nervous about this birth and that was another reason why I chose the, the, the pool because I was hoping it would be easier on my my lady bits and it was so, come here. Um, okay. My milk is, like, getting all over the place all on right. him. <laughs> Poor guy. I feel so bad. So, yeah. So, and then, you know, he was eight pounds, six ounces. He was one inch shorter than his sister because they were all 21 inches, and he was 20 inches long. And, um... There he is.
0: Hey. I had a question. Now I can't even remember what it was. I'm like so enthralled <coughs> with the, this awesome story. Tiff, do you have anything to say while I remember my questions? What time was he born? So he was born at
2: just before six thirty. And it's funny because all of my babies are born on Saturdays. <laughs> yeah so I think I feel I think I guess I feel I feel good about weekends so the babies come on weekends
1: and did you do anything to prepare your body
0: to not tear
2: oh but- yeah wait I, I sorry I forgot this really important bit
0: hey y'all we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna get right back to it getting back to our real talk after birth style
2: so when I stalled out right before Patty came, because we knew she was coming, my husband and I decided to have sex. That was one thing, sorry. That was very important, because we'd never done that before. And I was like, maybe we should have sex. Maybe that'll help things move along. And of course, he was not opposed to that. (laughs) But uh, no, I didn't do anything to prepare to not tear. I didn't do anything.
0: Wait, I have a I have a question now. So, when you had sex, and this might be a little bit intimate, but I was coaching somebody yesterday that the sex is not about the the um semen on the cervix; it's about the cervix having an orgasm and moving and contracting. So, did you have an orgasm? Um,
2: you know, I don't remember. I don't know if I did or not. That's weird. Did I? Okay. I'm trying to think. I don't think I did. Or wait, did I? I don't know. No, I don't think I did.
0: And do you feel like that positively contributed, even though you didn't have an orgasm, to your baby coming, or?
2: I think it did. I think it did. Because then after that, When Patty came, my contractions started to get closer again. But then again, maybe it might have been more of the fact that my midwife and my provider was there in my home, that my my body was like, yeah, it's go time now.
3: Got it.
0: I can make a case for both, you know, like the midwife being there and you feeling like safe and ready to do it. And then also I can make a case for just the warmth and connection with your husband too, you know, facilitating labor. So yeah, and and we we
2: definitely like, I mean, I was very, we definitely did like the cuddles and like everything,
0: you know, um, the
2: makeouts and stuff like that. So we, I, it wasn't just about me using him. It was very like a, there was a bond. There was like, you know, a bonding moment there.
0: Me uh, using him. Come on.
2: Yeah, well. <laughs> you know, he's my husband. <laughs> but um
0: Okay, we'll catch us up on the postpartum. How has the healing been more difficult or what's going on there?
2: Um so the healing postpartum for my body was really hard. Um I just like just a tip longer to bounce back like my energy wise and and it was it was interesting because when i was talking to patty she had pointed it out because i told her i was like man every time like between six and seven each day my body crashes like i literally feel like i have the flu like my body aches um i i have headaches and not like strong headaches but just like front headaches and um just everything hurts and she was like well you know it's always 24 hours after your birth and then it's 48 hours after your birth and it's around that same time that
3: I gave birth during the day that my body crashes and
0: hey mama d can you is there a pillow or something next to the mic there we go oh
2: that was probably my it was my hand sorry um so yeah she was like telling me that it was probably like my body was crashing during the time of my birth um of the day 24 48 hours after and she said that, you know, I, I might also be like depleted in my magnesium, um, levels in my body. So I started taking magnesium, um, uh, supplements and I I have magnesium oil. So I was using that too. And so that kind of helped. Um, but man, I had like, like really bad hemorrhoids after this one and so, you know, of course it hurts just like to walk around and to sit down. And so I was doing like, the, I was doing sits baths and those felt really good. Those really helped. Um, Cause I didn't do that with my two other births, but I did it with this one and it has been helping me. And then, um, uh, you know, my milk came in fine. He has a tongue tie. So the first actually few days of, for the first week, actually, of nursing him, I was really sore, um, and, you know, that was another thing, Patty was like, well, we'll need to watch it, because, obviously, you don't want to be sore and have, you know, um, issues breastfeeding because of it, because then you're going to hate breastfeeding, and also, you you know, we're going to watch his his weight and all that stuff, but it got better after the first week, he, he did fine. Then I was no longer sore or anything and he was gaining his weight and my pediatrician was just like, nah, he's good. So I was like, okay. Um, and so we haven't like revisited the whole tongue tie thing because I'm not quite sure what I want to do. Um, you know, my pediatrician is very like of the leave it be um, type of doctor. She's, she's very much like everyone has tongue tie issues these days. Um, and, and I guess my only, and I didn't know that my, my second daughter has like a, a lip tie for lip tie. And we didn't know that until she was like one, um, at the dentist, when we went to go see the dentist and he was like, we don't have to do anything about it until like her adult teeth come in. We can wait and see how they come in. Cause she's got like gap between her teeth. And he was saying that was why she had that. And, um, so I. And I know like, you know, kids can have speech issues from it. So anyways, I just, you know, just leave it. But what made my postpartum hard though, later was when he, he got circumcised a week later. Um, And we went and saw a doctor who's super nice. So like great, you know, really um, explained everything was really, you know, sympathetic towards the mother and like kind hearted. I just felt like he made the experience really good. Where are the girls? They're in the restaurant.
3: The
2: restaurant? Department. Oh, God. And uh, are you going to take a shower? Yeah. And um, uh, I originally didn't want to be there in the the room because I was really worried about it. Um, but the doctor was really encouraging that I do be there because he was just like, you know, you're, he he will do, Idris will do much better if he smells you and sees you in the room with him. And my husband came with me. and. The procedure went fine. Idris did fine. Everything was great. I felt really good about it. Uh, we left happy, uh, but the healing part was awful, and I was crying with almost every diaper change. Um, it was really emotional for me, obviously just because I think, you know, my hormones are going up and down already, and then with his first diaper change, he cried so hard. That I, I just I started bawling and my husband's like rubbing my back, you know, telling me it's okay and you know we're gonna get through this. And he didn't cry after any diaper change after that first one, but like the changing and the cleaning just like really upset me. And um, <clears throat> a piece of like the gauze had gotten stuck to him, and it took me like two hours to get that gauze off um just because I was like soaking it and trying you know I didn't want to pull it off of his skin and rip it and he did like end up bleeding a little bit from it and I was just like feeling like crap and it was super hard too because I felt like I couldn't really tell anybody like in like within like my birth community because (laughs) I hate to say this but I feel like everyone's so judgy that you know everyone's on the movement of don't clip our sons and 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 I didn't want any of that judgment on me because I've you know it's already done and I did it and I did it for my religious reasons, and, you know, everyone in my family, all the men in my family have it, and um, that's just part of our faith, and um, and I couldn't really talk to, I don't think I could really talk to, like, many of, like, the Muslim women around me, because they're all, like, you know, what's the big deal? We've all done it. You know, we all did it, so it was just kind of, like, blah, blah right? Um, I did have, like, two of my girlfriends were who have boys were, and are Muslim, were really helpful. Like, one of them told me to go get, um, she said that she used, her doctor told her to use St. John's oil. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that essential oil, um, but I guess it helps with the healing. Um, but She had hers done in Morocco. Her was was born in Morocco. Oh, no, in Turkey. Sorry, Turkey. Um, and My other girlfriend said instead of, she said instead of using Vaseline, she used coconut oil. But anyways, yeah, so that was really just, that whole period was just kind of tough. And it took like a week before, you know, he was a-okay. And...
0: uh, Can I ask, um, so in your faith also, do you need to um, do any um, modification to your girls? Is that part of the faith too?
2: No. Yeah, that's not. So that runs culturally. Um, where they do that but it is not in our faith for the girls to get anything done
0: because I have women coming in to see me who and I know that that happens later on but I have women come in who um you know like we're in Pearland Sugarland and, and super like conservative um parts of town come in who have had a uh, modification and, and i help them work through some of that through the scarring and stuff like that so.
2: yeah They're yeah nice. no that's yeah that's um it, it is more cultural so like even in Malaysia they actually do that but they don't um I think what they cut is like the hood over the clit. They don't cut the clit. It's just like the like a skin of the hood. Uh I think so. But yeah, my parents didn't we don't do that. We don't do that. Um but that is more that is a cultural thing, and not an Islamic or religious thing. Um, but even in Islam, actually, the cutting of the boy is what we call sunnah. It's not obligatory. So sunnah means um, you have your obligatory things, which are set down in the Quran, like praying four times a day, covering your hair, um, things like that, paying alms, going to pilgrimage fasting during the month of ramadan those are all like obligatory things uh and then the cutting of their boys is a sunnah which means it's a practice that was that is done and it and it's like you get extra reward for doing it but you don't get punished for not doing it but there are some things that are like strong sunnah like you know like this um and things that are I don't know anyway so it's it's just it was one of those things where I was like do I want to do it do I not want to do it um everyone in my family has done it all the boys and then my husband was very much like he's gonna get made fun of I don't know it it was very he was very like you know if, if I was a man and I didn't have it I would have gotten it done and I was like really okay but I mean that that wasn't the reason I did it I wasn't for that I did it for God um and I kept telling myself like you know he's you know he's gonna benefit fit this from god this is from god this is this is this is something that you know is good for him and myself and whatever so it was it was tough but we got through it <laughs> i just i don't know if i want to do it again though <laughs> i kind of like i'm like oh i don't want another boy
3: but
0: um, well i think that that opinion there that you know i did it for my cultural really you know reasons and or my spiritual reasons. i did it for god i did it for god i think that's really the only place you can be in it you know yeah oh um, yeah because doing it because somebody's going to make fun of you, like, I remember one guy saying, um, this is a baby I delivered maybe about a year ago, that he goes, you know, I just wondered if if somebody, you know, somebody's going to make fun of him for, and not want to have sex with him, and he goes, but I don't want him having sex with lame girls like that anyway, and he
3: he,
0: he was a baseball player, and the (laughs) chief was, like, a very quiet, like, very mild-mannered woman, and he was a baseball player, and had seen, he goes, um, you know, I've seen lots of you know, I've seen lots of dick, I've seen lots of dick, you know, like, I've seen Puerto Rican dick, I've seen Cuban dick, you know, he's like, I've seen this dick, I've seen, you know, like, he just went on and on and on about all the different type of dick, and I just remember Marcel sitting on, um, the exam table goes, yes, he's seen lots and lots of dick, you know, like, really, <laughs> I almost, like, fell over how she was saying that, he's seen uncircumcised yes, dick, he's seen regular dick, so, um, that one thing, you know, like, dick is dick, uh-huh. right, and then right. the last thing is that, um, Jackie Griggs, two of her kids, she has five kids, two were circumcised, <laughs> the last three were not, and um, two of the, like, three of the kids never even noticed the difference in each other's penises, even though they were all boys are running around together all the time.
3: Oh, so, really? Yeah,
0: yeah, so she has exactly. a really great blog post on that. I'll look it up and try and um, send it to you, but um, yeah. i look it up right now, actually, while we're talking, but, and put that in the notes so that if you decide something different, it's okay. You can always decide something differently, or you can decide to do the same. I have no skin in this game. Whatever you want to do is fine with me. I don't have a personal bias, but um, I do think that's good information to hear. So I'll uh, say that.
2: Yeah. And the other thing too is, is, um, so um, cultures like overseas do it, do it on different days. Um, So like the Malays, like my mother's culture, they actually don't do it until the boys are like seven or eight. So they're more aware of what's happening. Um But I mean, we decided to to go ahead and do it when he was younger because I figured the healing process would be a lot faster Um when he's a babe. So but yeah. And then and I think like every week, like just like every Saturday, I kind of like would hit this like really kind of emotional downpour. Um, and so it was just really tough on me. Just, I was like, you know, the girls, the girls are great with him. The girls love him. They haven't like lashed out on him at all, but they're lashing out on me and lashing out on each other. And so it's a lot of like, you know, trying to split up the fights and make everyone happy and feel like everyone's got their attention and is heard in the house. Um, My middle (sighs) child has been like a huge handful lately. She's, you know, just the other day she took like a whole roll of toilet paper and shoved it down the toilet. And, uh, she'd never done that before. And, and then yesterday she took my coffee mug. and like, just poured it all over my white couch. She had also never done before. She'd never pick up my cup of coffee. Like the girls know, don't touch the coffee cup. And she, she did it. she kind of did it like looking at me. Um, and, uh, so she's been a little more of a handful, but, it's getting better. I mean, like I'm getting better. I'm I'm doing better with my patience and my understanding. And uh, I think just you know, the lack of sleep and all of that, it's just been hard. And Chet has been like super helpful. I mean, he's you know, he comes home and takes care of the girls, or will take them out while I can get like a few hours to myself. But um, yeah, and I realized too that I do better when I'm social. So like, I started to make it a point to, you know, have like my girlfriends over or go see somebody because with the distraction, if I could be distracted from the mess in my life right now or the mess in my house, then I could, I would just, it wouldn't bother me as much. And I'd feel a lot better about my day. So, and Idris is like good. Like, I feel like he's the calm in my storm right? It's not, he's not bringing me any of the, like the stress. It's just like the new adjusting of the family is bringing me the stress.
1: If you um, get any other experiences with the tongue tie, I have gone through that with Lily and it was like a delayed diagnosis. So I was experiencing like pain in breastfeeding and I kind of thought it was normal. And then um, the pediatrician recommended that we go to a speech language pathologist, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: which um, we went to therapy once a week for like six months. And um, even by the end of therapy, she was like, it's still maybe yes, maybe no but by that time she was one so um the exercises that i had to do with her mouth was helpful for me because it became less painful and she was able to get more milk Mm. um but it would have been extremely more beneficial to both of us if we had done that from the get-go as opposed to waiting until she was six months old yeah um and then willow also had, she had a lip tie and they cut it when she was like three days old, but then it reattached and she never really took the boob. So she was a bottle baby. Yeah. But I do have, you know, she Lily went to the speech language pathologist for, you know, we would go every week. So if you start to get more pain or if you have questions about it, uh, you know, let me know.
2: No, I appreciate it. No, I definitely will. And I've, I've heard too, like a chiropractor can help with it. I haven't looked into like what they do to help with that. But um, I have heard though, like, yeah, if you do get it cut, like you have to like do certain like stretches and things to avoid it from growing back. Um, and someone else told me like they had like uh, their healing process with the tongue tie, I guess getting it cut was awful. And I was like, oh my God, it just went through the healing process of this little tick. And, and I don't want to go through the other emotional healing process of like it, you know, his tongue cut or what is his tongue tie cut? And oh my gosh, it's the things we go through for our babies,
0: you know. Anything else that we can do to support you?
2: Um, no, just keep having these groups so I can come in <laughs> and say hey. It's just never worked out like the past like three weeks. I've I've always had like an appointment or something that I had to step away and mm-hmm. I couldn't be here with you guys but I had wanted to jump on
0: mm-hmm.
2: and see y'all sooner than now.
0: Yeah. Well last week or two weeks ago it was just me and Caitlin. So we just like sat around and like talked shit for a while. Like we didn't <laughs> I don't even remember what we talked about. We were just catching up and being close and it was good. So and the um elephant in the womb, that's <coughs> Continued on pretty well too, so um, I've been loading one of those up um, every day or every week into YouTube. So had Joanna on one time. I had who else have I had? Had Joanna? De Courtney? Oh, Dr. Bryce and I did one for Martha last week. So yeah. All right. Well, Tiff said that she's doing okay in her move. Caitlin, why don't you check us catch us up with you for a hot minute, and then we'll just kind of wrap up. Oh, and decide what we want to have for a topic next week or in two weeks, please. Hi,
3: I'm sorry I was late. Um, My mother-in-law called me at 830 this morning and said, hey, um, I'm three hours away from you and my car is not going to be ready for a few hours. Can I come stay with y'all for a few days? So I'm in clean the house mode. So Um, anyway, but I'm good. Life is good. Um, uh, My husband and I want to put our almost two-year-old in the same school at Tyler's in and the issue is money um which means if we do that that I need to go back to work which I haven't officially done for like any kind of real um consistent work for six years and I'm terrified so I'm like battling that without like breaking down um because i think that's really what's what's holding me back is my absolute total fear of going back to work so anyway that's where i'm at that's about it congratulations mama d i'm so i'm happy for you and if there's anything i can do let me know i'm sorry i was like love you it, all though i'm glad your moves going well tiff
1: I am probably going to be in that same situation in a couple of months of going back to work and I am also a little bit afraid, same kind of like haven't been there in five plus years. So what, what makes it scary for you like what you say you're afraid and scared but like
3: why i um, not necessarily leaving my kid because I already feel safe about where I leave one of the kids. So leaving two, I don't feel concerned about. But just the fact that I haven't done it in so long, I have no idea what to do, where to start looking, um, like any of it because I don't even know where to start again. It's like I have to start over and I don't want to do retail, but I'm like, okay, so yes, I have a degree, but I never used my degree and the jobs I've always held were retail. So like, where do I, where do I go? And uh, I mean, other than my last held position was a geologist on an oil rig in North Dakota. (laughs) Like it's, you know, and then I was a doula for a while, but that wasn't ever consistent enough work to guarantee that I could pay the tuition for my other kid um, to go to school. So we'd need to make sure that I'm making at least enough to pay one or both tuitions. And so it's just, not having a resume, not knowing where to start, not knowing even what I want to do. The fact that I haven't done it in six years, going on six years, because I stopped working to have a baby. You know, that's what I'm, that is what terrifies me, is just all of the unknowns and like finding my starting point. And then also finding the time to find a job. Because it's not like my husband's picking up a ton of extra stuff to do around the house. It's not like he's, you know, watching the kids while I can go like, fill out a resume and like do those things you know it's like i have to do this on top of all of the other shit which is kind of what Rona and i talked about last week so you know it's like he's not changing his schedule to accommodate the fact that i need to do that i need time to do the things to do the thing anyway what about you tiff
1: I think I'm also like in a similar situation where the last thing I did was waiting tables and I definitely do not want to go back to that and I've had a little bit of experience in my field and my degree of human services where I was um, a counselor at a um, live-in residential group home but that was so emotionally taxing and stressful, that is not what I want to go back to. So I've kind of had to think about like the jobs that I've had that I've enjoyed. And so far, barista. So I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe Starbucks a couple of times a week or a small mom and pop cafe or something because I enjoyed making coffee drinks for people. Like people love coffee and when they get coffee, they're happy. I don't wanna deal with like psychiatric needed adolescents. Like I feel like I already have two of those at home. (laughs) Um, So, but I think we're a little bit further from that than you are because we haven't even gotten Lily into school yet. And I know that that will take adjusting for willow also. So um, it's uh, a little bit ways away, but it's already, you know, the seed is planted in my mind. I'm already kind of got the gears turning Uh,
3: about what to do and, um,
1: you know, how to handle that. But it is a
3: scary situation, a scary thing to think about. Mama Dee, do you have plans for your postpartum return to work or are you just like I don't I don't know I don't know if that's the right question um have you ever gone back to like you I don't know I don't know what my question is do you have any advice since I know that you used you worked dual work while you were pregnant so you've had kids at home end up doula work but yeah I don't know She's doing a diaper change.
2: Wait, what just happened?
3: Oh, I was wondering um, if you had any advice on going back to work.
2: Oh, sorry. My daughter had spilled milk all down her shirt, and then we took the milk away, and she was very upset by it. Um. Uh. Yeah, I have no idea. Sorry, because I've never really held down a real job. If that, I don't even know what that means. You know, a real job. Um. Oh my gosh, hold on a second. Look at this. Look at this little girl. It's my middle psycho child. <laughs> um. So, I know for me, you know, going back into the doula world, I, I already have, like, a, you know, I set a day for myself or a month that I would start taking clients. And, and I have done that already. I, I, I've got like Two clients. No, this is okay. And um I have two clients set up for September. Which I'm almost wondering if that's too soon because I gotta get my prenatals done before September. So I might have like pushed myself a little bit on that. But I think I remember Tiffany, you talking about how, you know, your your first job in that field was really hard psychologically and just going home with that. So um, I think as moms because we deal with like so many other different things at home and in the home life and with our children and within ourselves that it's really important to find something outside the house that you enjoy because you know if you, if you find joy outside it makes it easier to come home you know I remember when my husband was didn't like one of his jobs and he would just come home like upset grumpy and complained about work you know and then it's like you're spending half your time at home complaining, you know? So finding something that you enjoy, um, you gotta think about, I guess, the way the benefits of, you know, enjoying your work and bringing in the money. Because sometimes the stuff that brings in the money isn't always fun work, right? So it's like, how much do you need to get by? Um, but can also enjoy your time doing it, I suppose. You'd have to just weigh the benefits and the the risks. Um, so. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Kaylin, you want to meet my little man? Oh, my
3: goodness. Oh, look at that little man. He's so sweet. know what happened. Oh I'm, Did I miss your birth story?
2: <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I'll go I'm so I'm gonna download the podcast I'm to do it.. Yeah. It was an interesting it. one.:
3: <laughs> Well, I'm happy for you. Glad he's on the outside.
0: Awesome. all right my loves i gotta go um so i gotta okay. wrap up, get my eyebrows done because these caterpillars are out of control so uh, <laughs> eyebrows done and then I- like <laughs> and stuff but um in two weeks what do we want to talk about we can talk about going back to work we can break it down we can get out our worksheets we can talk about best practices we can do math comparisons we can talk about soul work and what we're called to do like we can do all that or none of that what 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 sounds good to you guys? I'm down for it. All right. It seems applicable. Yes. Sounds right. good. That's what we'll do then. All right. Okay. Unmute um, yourselves because we love each other.
1: Bye. Love, All right. you, guys. Lady loves, love you. you. Together. And checking in. Bye. Bye.
0: Alrighty, my loves. That's a wrap. We'll see you in two weeks. Don't forget to grab those headphones. If you need a text reminder, you can go to preggers.rocks www.preggers.rocks or preggerscanbechoosers.com and there's a text or reminder that you can sign up for we're also on facebook at preggers can be choosers there's an event um, invitation that you can sign up for there and we also have a group dedicated on facebook dedicated to our podcast listeners that's the podcast Afterbirth group so we'll hope to connect with you soon and don't forget we're launching our prenatal education podcast pretty soon. So we want you to jump in on that as well. Thank you so much and hope you have a great two weeks.